when you give a gift to somebody, whether it be birthday, Valentine's Day, Christmas, do you ever have a total buzzkill at the reaction? Like the reaction wasn't what you wanted or they don't ever thank you for the gift. What do you do with that and how do you manage your own expectations? That's the conversation that we are having today on Conversations with Carla. Hey friends, this is Carla. I wanna personally invite you into real conversations about living wholehearted and finding freedom, joy, and true peace. I'm the founder of Bochi's Place, an organization that provides safe homes and rehabilitation for women who've been rescued from human trafficking. My heart is to see you walk in freedom and discover that everything you need is already within you. If you feel alone in what you're going through and you need a counselor, mentor, or maybe just a friend, that's exactly what this podcast is for. Welcome to the conversation. I'm here today with my friends, Steph and Marion. And actually, Steph and Marion, you guys are on our team at Bochi's Place. Welcome to the show. We're so excited to be here. I know. Here. First time. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> I know. This is awesome. <laughs> My friend Dara, who is normally on the show with us, is on vacation. And so you guys are going to be a new guest for this show. We're going to have a great time. Um, Marion, just yes. start telling me what you said a while ago. That was such a good question. Okay. So I wanted to know why I struggle sometimes when I love giving gifts. I'll buy something. I'm so excited about giving it to you or anyone. Um I give it to them and they don't have the reaction that I wanted them to have. Yeah. Yeah. And so I struggle with that. Then I get ticked and I'm like, I'm not buying a gift for them ever again. You know? (laughs) So, um, and my love language is gifts. Like I love giving. I love receiving, of course. So, um, what do you think about that? Okay. So first of all, I think that uh, there's a thing inside of one of my teachings called the Cartman drama triangle. And it is part of, a core part of codependency and Cartman drama triangle shows that if you can imagine a triangle and um, every corner of that triangle has a place and it, it rotates almost like a triangled wheel where it kind of hits every mm-hmm. time it rolls over, it hits sharply on the edge, you know, mm-hmm. um, one corner is victim. One corner is rescuer. One corner is um, persecutor. Mm-hmm. And so when you're inside of a codependent relationship, which I'm going to get to your question in just a minute, but this is the core foundation of it. You're either operating out of the need to rescue up. And then when the rescue happens, it turns that if the rescue is first, then it goes into a victim or persecutor. So let's just say this, this is your love language and that's how you love to love. But the very foundation is that if you're going to send love to someone so that you can feel loved and they don't respond to you with the love that you need in order to validate your need for love, Mm -hmm. then you turn into the persecutor. And immediately from the persecutor, then you roll into the victim. So I'm so mad you did not respond to how I wanted you to respond to my gift to you. So the next level immediately, the natural fall is, so I'm going to be mad at you. I'm going to now, you know, first I'm now first I'm the persecutor, then I'm going to be the victim. I'm never buying anything for you again. You didn't appreciate me the way I deserve to be appreciated. Did you not see what I got for you? That's the victim mentality. Mm -hmm. So at the core root of that question, it is that 
Um, and I, and I teach this a lot because especially inside of marriages, when we do something nice for our spouse or we as moms and wives and girlfriends and boyfriends, we do so much for our partners or our spouses and then they never even acknowledge it. Yeah. And then it makes you angry and it make, but see the switch on that is you're loving your, you, cause your love language is gifts. Mm-hmm. So you're giving a gift because you're trying to love that person. The shift in the thinking is a perspective. If you're giving a gift, then you never expect anything in return. So it doesn't matter if you, because see, here's the thing, by you giving a gift, you sow a seed into your land mm-hmm. and your land will produce harvest that only you can feed off of. So it doesn't matter if you ironed your husband's clothes and he didn't say thank you, or if you take your kids to school every day and run up and down the street to give them um, to, to serve them and work for them. And none of the kids ever say thank you. No one ever appreciates mom. I always tell women, you can never, ever be appreciated and respected and loved to the degree in which you deserve. So release your kids and release your spouse and release your boyfriend mm-hmm. because you just can't. We as women are workhorses and we are, and that's who we are. And we can't beat up everybody in our lives because that is our natural instinct to love and to serve. But when somebody doesn't respond to you the way you, instead of getting mad about it, then it like the very thing is you even adjust the perspective right before you, um, right before you even give the gift, you adjust the perspective and say, I am giving you this gift because I love you and I'm sowing love into you, Lord. I'm sowing my love for this person into your kingdom, Lord. So I get, I don't expect anything in return here. I expect, Lord, that you are going to return this a tenfold harvest. So then you can just give, 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 give. And you've just sown a huge harvest in your life. And you never are on the hook for the return. That's awesome. Does that make sense? It makes it makes so much sense. It's amazing. It's just shifting the perspective. Yeah, yeah. Everything. I mean, I used to literally almost keep a physical scoreboard of the things I would do for my husband. Mm-hmm. And if he didn't match me on that, then it was hell to pay for him. I mean, I would be mad. I'd pull out all the things I did for him. And why have you not done anything for me in return? My husband and I have so come around that now that we catch each other out serving each other. Mm -hmm. So now we're in that space of our relationship because I made a decision years ago. I'm going to serve you until the day I die. And I don't expect anything in return because God is meeting me in my secret places. And I'm getting all these little private rewards between me and God that are so sweet mm-hmm. that no one can do, no one on earth could ever make happen for me. Only God can like finding a parking space right in front of the building I'm walking mm-hmm. into all these little things that only I love God's meeting me in my secret places. Cause I'm loving and serving selflessly. So we go back to the Bible and what did Jesus do when he gave gifts, when he, when he healed, whenever he ministered, he never came back to the people and said, Hey, um, what, what are y'all doing for me? Mm-hmm. Remember I was here the other day and I like healed, uh, you know, 5,000 or whatever that I fed 5,000 of you guys. Nobody has given me one thing. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, you guys are all over here yelling at me when I'm about to be hung on the cross, you know, yeah. where are, where's my loyalty? You know, same. So he, we have to follow the example of Jesus, which is he gave without expectation of return. He gave his life for us without expectation of return. So we can then change those glasses, put some new glasses on, and go, you know what? I'm just going to keep giving, 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 because that's where your harvest is going to come. Okay. So let's say I, Stephanie, you and I were talking about this, like you're getting ready for 
an amazing gift exchange with your boyfriend. And so you've been working all week on just asking us suggestions and different things that you can do. So you have this gift laid out and then you give it to him. Like, I want you to freak out as much as I would freak out. That's what I'm trying to do here. <laughs> like, it's not just me, right? It's, it's you too. So you give him the gift and he's like, oh, that's cool. He doesn't even like open it the way that you want him to open it. He's like, oh yeah, that's cool. Here's I your would gift. be sad, especially since I talked about it all week long, getting ready for it. <laughs> so, so yeah, I'd be sad. So re- I want you to tell me, talk about the triangle again, because I'm mm-hmm. like holding on to everything that you just said. So tell me about the triangle. So victim, okay, persecutor, rescuer. When you're inside that triangle, you're going to by default fall to one of those three. Mm-hmm. It just depends on what's, what moment or breath you're in. That is proven psycho- uh, psychologically. Once you, started, once you start down the victim road, you're automatically going to gravitate towards the rescuer and the persecutor. If you're the persecutor, you're automatically going to drop back to the victim and the rescuer. So, question. So, like my parents, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad is at the point where he just he does not like buying anything from my mom because mm-hmm. she it's n- never what she wants it or whatever she always like re- exchanges it yeah um and so he's always to the point every Christmas he's like just tell me what you want like mm-hmm. I don't I I'll don't just wanna, go get it I'll just yeah. go get exactly what you want and then she gets upset and she's like well no I want to be surprised and he's like well you complain every time yeah you go exchange it <laughs> so like where where does that fall in the triangle. So there, the triangle is really is really used as a core foundation of codependency. Okay. The issue with your mom and dad here, and, and if, I don't know your parents at all, but yeah. I, I'm just going to speak to that type of situation, is that the problem is more with your mom not having a, a, a settled spirit, mm-hmm. not having a plate. Like there's a, something missing in her that's not being fulfilled, right. that she's not finding any in, in that. And so a gift is just elevating right. the... So what I would say to somebody like your mom is the, the, the problem is not with the gift giver. The problem is with your... Um, unmanaged expectation of the gift. Yeah. So if you're constantly return, I have a family member that does that. She returns no, up to ninety percent of what she gets. Yeah. Well, it's not. It's not like my daughter and I have had these conversations over the years because she used to get super frustrated if she didn't get exactly what she wanted, and that's when she was very very young. And um, and you have to shift. And she had a lot of good reasons to get frustrated. I mean, right. her her logic was absolutely spot on, and it was. You're wasting money on things I don't want, or or, or it was really not. It was sometimes me and her, and my husband, but it was more other people that would get her stuff that it was. They just wasted money. I'm never going to touch that. Right. Well, here's the thing, my daughter's love language is also gifts, and that's the way. So she was when I started realizing love languages. I'm realizing she's feeling agitated and frustrated because she's not feeling loved. So for me, mine is quality time. So if somebody flakes on me all the time or never wants to spend time with me, this was back in the day before I realized mm-hmm. what was going on. I would get fuming mad and defensive and put up the walls. And But the thing with my daughter and the gifts, and yours is also gifts, Marion, is that it, it's a direct hit to your love tank, right? right? So if, and so my, I, had to, I had to teach Jade I understand that that's the way you feel loved, but there are people that don't know love languages. So like, for example, my husband, he is acts of service. So if he, anytime he's trying to love on me and he sees I'm ill or he sees I'm a little bit down or I might be 
you know, in a corner on something, he's serving me to pieces. Like, what else can I get you? What else can I get mm-hmm. you? Well, that's not how I feel loved. I feel loved. You just come sit next to me, mm-hmm. you know, but I now know love languages and I know all he's doing is trying to communicate. I love you. Right. So I was saying to my daughter, and this would be to your mom is that, um, manage what manage what um nobody is you don't you don't need to live life expecting for everybody around you to know how to love you according to your love language mm-hmm. understand love languages and when they love you it through their love language that's the way they feel loved mm-hmm. and so you your love language is how you show love yeah right so you can explain to people oh my love language is gifts and mm-hmm. so I love receiving gifts. That's the way I feel the most loved. You know, you can communicate that to people and they'll give it to you. But with a situation like your mom, there's something way deeper than it. There's a, and and I'm not calling this to your mom. I'm saying in this particular respect, there's a deep seated uh, issue of control. Mm -hmm. So it is like, it's not being able to take off that cold, hard shell of management and control and micro and all the rest of it. And just say, man, this is such a great gift. Mm -hmm. Because whenever you actually get in control of the gift and then you got to go take it back and then all this process, you've totally lost the whole meaning of giving. Mm -hmm. And what you do is you isolate yourself on an island and nobody wants to give you anything. So true. Because it freaks people out. Absolutely. And so you end up then not getting anything and then that makes you mad. Yep. Yeah. And then it just turns And then it goes back to the whole other triangle. Right. Okay. (laughs) Question answered. That makes sense? Yeah, totally. Did I answer your question, Mary? Yes. Yeah. Um... Yeah, so I think that um, the the idea of gift giving needs to be, um, and uh, oh, let me speak to this. Let me speak to this really quick. Um, it I don't want to I don't want to not validate somebody's feelings whenever you do all the work that you're doing right now, Steph, mm-hmm. in order to get a gift to someone you love, mm-hmm. and then the reaction is underrated, mm-hmm. or there's no reaction at all. Mm-hmm. There's a, I don't want to, I don't want to take away the natural validated emotion of that hurts your feelings. Mm -hmm. That absolutely will hurt your feelings, especially when they're like, oh, good, thank you. And walk away. That's a character issue of the person who received the gift. So my question is, say he does act like that. Do I confront him about that? It depends. Like I would, my answer to that immediately is you got to choose your battles. Is it, is it worth, is that something that he does all the time? That's a problem with you. Right. So for example, there was a time when, when Simon was just totally blowing me off on so many different things, but it had nothing to do with me at that time. I made it all about me, Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, I, I wasn't seeing his pain in that season. And that he he typically could not think straight about anything because he was so piled up with stress that his reaction I took personal. And that's the other thing. We have to learn, especially as women, to not take everything personal. The worst place to be is Mm self-centeredness. Not selfishness, self-centeredness. Because when you're living in self-centeredness, you are living in the opposition. Like I love what Bill Johnson says. When, when you're in that space, you're living in the space of the enemy. You're, you are partnering with the enemy. Mm-hmm. You're partnering with the thoughts of evil. You're par- because self-centeredness is, is self. Mm-hmm. When you're self-centered, you're idolizing yourself, and you're not able to operate in the spirit of the Lord, which is love, peace, joy, yeah. right? So 
whenever it depends on the person, like I would say that if the person does that all the time and they're very rude and they're obnoxious and they're narcissistic, then that's a conversation you for sure have to have and say, this is something I'm going to pull back on because I am actually in my interaction with you. Cause right. listen, there's so they, I always tell people you are only responsible for your space for your hula hoop space. Mm -hmm. And whatever happens in there, you it's your responsibility to keep it pure mm -hmm. and full of joy. If it's not there, then you have to adjust. If we get people in our lives, if we try to get people to adjust to make us happy, you're gonna always, always be struggling. Mm -hmm. yeah. But if you adjust you in order to make you happy, mm -hmm. then you're, you're always in control of that, right? right. So for example, that, uh, that question is, um, now we're dealing with let's let's just pretend that somebody's dealing with a narcissist and they they don't ever give you anything or and you're the one giving everything and then they don't even react and they don't care i would definitely say that's a conversation worth having and getting some help over because if you're constantly being let down by your person mm -hmm. then if you're not married then that's a good time to reassess the, the situation right. and go this is a lot of character issues. It's not just a one-off. Mm -hmm. It's like consistent for a long period of time. Red flag, red flag. Yeah, yeah. So I kind of have a question, and it kind of mm -hmm. goes with gifts. So let's talk about expectations of an experience. We're yeah. Just, just pouring it all out. Yeah. So let's say I have this high expectation. Of course, it's date night or Valentine's Day, and mm -hmm. I have got ready. I picked out an outfit. I put blush on top of my foundation like I'm looking so good <laughs> and I'm ready to go on this date and it is awful like he didn't make any reservations mm. he you know is late getting home from work like all this is just falling apart and I'm getting ticked because I've mm -hmm. gotten ready mm -hmm. um, how do you not let or have you ever been in a situation both you guys where you're trying not to be pissed, but mm -hmm. you are so ticked off mm -hmm. and you're just, it's going to be a great night. It's going to, but nothing is going, your expectations, just like the gift. It's not the way I thought it was going to be. Mm -hmm. And how do you get out of that funk? Like, well, if it's okay, that's a great question. If it's a one-off situation, like, um, if this is the thing that happens every single time that there's no effort on the side of your right. partner or your spouse, and it's just, it's just like, haphazard you just like throw something together and you don't really make an effort then the conversation is sit down again you manage you mm -hmm. and change your perspective and and this is me my mom taught me this all the time well at least this mm -hmm. so change your perspective to manage your dna to manage your hula hoop space mm -hmm. okay so if that's the case and it's actually way different than what you expected it to be mm -hmm. this is another thing i want to say marion we our expectations and our anticipation of things is where the magic happens because the actual delivery of the thing is never as high as the expectation or the anticipation mm -hmm. it's never it never matches or i don't say never it very rarely matches yeah you know bomb exploding in your head mm -hmm. the vision of what you think is going to happen and then it all falls apart and then it just like, wow, I mean, you just yeah. fall into this pit of anger. Well, I always, I, I always recommend that you manage your own expectations, get excited, mm -hmm. but have plan B. 
So okay. what's the worst that could happen? He doesn't show up on time. We don't have a reservation. Like all the things, while as exciting as you're getting, just have a plan B backup because like in your mind, yeah. yeah. So yeah. you're going, let's just go with plan B. He doesn't show up. Like if you're dating. Yeah. Or he didn't get a reservation. We're waiting in line for two hours. This has happened to me. And I am like a fuming lunatic. <laughs> and But my thing is, I, this is a gauge like your gas tank, mm -hmm. you know, when your little gauge tells you on empty or full, mm -hmm. the matter I respond to something, the more I know I'm on empty. And if I'm getting that angry about something, there's something wrong with me. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm pushing my, I'm pushing my need to be loved and accepted and nurtured onto someone else. I'm realizing that I am seeing too much of what he's not doing. That so means good. I'm not happy somewhere. I'm a little bit struggling with something. So maybe I'm feeling insecure. Maybe I'm feeling really fat. Maybe I'm feeling frustrated because I haven't said anything and this has been happening for five years. Right. Yeah. You know, it's still back to me. Yeah. So if I'm managing my own circle, my own hula hoop, mm -hmm. then I can go to him and say, I need to have a conversation with you. Like this has been happening for a long time mm -hmm. and I want you to know that your actions are making me feel very low in value to you. Your actions and the way that you are responding to me is not making me feel loved and it's not making me, now I know it's my job to do that, but I'm reassessing my relationship with you because I want to be in a relationship where it's a mutual, right. it's a mutual dance. Mm -hmm. And so can you speak into that? Can you tell me what's going on with you? and to why you're not really putting me as a priority. Yeah. Because in, when you are dealing with you first and you give yourself a few days to cool down, and then if you're still upset about it, then you go and say, can you explain to me what's going on with you and why you're not making me a priority in your life? Yeah. Like, is there something I've done wrong? I want to hear from you on that. Yeah. The plan B option is just is yeah. yeah. So because you know you've been there where you're like it's getting hot. Mm -hmm. You know I can feel myself getting real mad. Yeah. You know just like thinking that okay plan B let's just go to it plan B. You yeah. know like that. That's awesome. See yeah. I'm I'm not good at that. <laughs> I'm that's something I need to work on for sure. <laughs> so well you are in control of your expectations. That's so correct. And yep. you are in control and managing you and your responses. Yeah. So I always say what's the worst that could happen at and that and that goes into my brain. What's the worst that could happen? Now, my husband's a guy that I'll send to the store with a picture, the aisle like almost and still doesn't and, get it. <laughs> and he does not get it right. So I'm now at the point where I'm like, it doesn't matter. I'll just go get it myself yeah. or hope that he gets it right. Like I'm just praying and begging. Or I'll say, so instead of me getting angry every single time he does that, now I'm like, why don't you put me on FaceTime yeah. and let me walk with you through the store yeah. and find yeah. it. Well, and see, like my ex-boyfriend compared to my current um, boyfriend, my ex-boyfriend just would mess up all the time, all the time, all the time. And it's totally opposite than with with Tommy. And um, so I've seen like both sides and I remember getting so sick and tired of it. And I was just like so annoyed all the time. But with him, it's like he's messed up like one time, but like I'm, I'm okay with it because like he doesn't do that all the time and he's so caring and just, right. you know. Well, well there's a deposits and withdrawal theory. Exactly. The more, so. de the more deposits you make, yeah. the more deposits you make into relationship, into life, the more you can afford a withdrawal. Right. The less withdrawals you make, I mean, the more withdrawals you make and less deposits, you're going to be completely overdrawn yeah. all the time. Mm -hmm. I hope you have enjoyed this conversation on how to manage your expectations. I hope that it's given you something to think about. 
Hey, for information on events and resources, please go to carlashellis.com. And always, if you or anyone you know is in an abusive situation, go to carlashellis.com slash help. And remember, you already have everything you need within you.